Good day, everyone, and welcome back to the Not Safe for Work Photography Podcast. Today, we're interviewing Craig Mack. Craig is an award-winning, published photographer specializing in portraits and, of course, art nudes. How's it going tonight, Craig? That's going really, really great, man. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. We're going to have a fairly general interview tonight, as you're the first photographer we've had on. Yay! (laughs) It's a celebration. Uh, We'll hit on some background questions we ask everyone. We're going to touch on equipment real quick, and then we're going to talk about the important part, the actual process of finding and shooting a model. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, the first and the most obvious question is always, how long have you been doing this? I I actually started when I was really, really young doing photography. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got my first SLR film back because I'm an old guy film back in... uh, late 70s um you know so i was about 14 i've been doing it about 40 a little over 40 years wow have you been doing uh art nudes for most of that time or is that a recent change um art nudes was within the last 10 or so years prior to that i did a lot of um uh street photography journalistic kind of stuff how did you get involved in art nudes then after doing street and journalistic stuff for so long well, you know, you with the internet having come along, you get to see a lot more. Um, but, you know, it's really started off with uh, seeing some other work from other photographers, um, in particular, like a, a favorite of mine, Patrick Demarchier, a great photographer, real influence of mine. But I saw a photograph of a, of a model, and I thought to myself, I really want to shoot something like that. And, you know, it just kind of went into the back of my head. And as time went on, I got, you know, uh, more involved in portraiture. And I came across uh, a, a group that was shooting um, nudes, nude models. Mm-hmm. And I got involved with that. Um, and I just want to point out the the one person, the, the, the model that I saw whose photograph just inspired me to want to do art nudes. I actually got to shoot with her, which was like one of the biggest thrills of my life. Wow. Yeah, it was like such a great throw. Is she still shooting? She recently retired. She's a very, very famous model. She's from uh, hmm. England, and she was here in New York uh, just doing something else. And she had put up, she was coming to New York, and I sent her a message like, you know, hey, I'd love to shoot with you. Um, she didn't know anything about, you know, my, my interests or how she inspired me. Um, and she just said, like, sure, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot with you. And it was like one of the great throws of my life that she had shot with me. That sounds amazing. Yes. Uh, you mentioned a photographer that really influenced you. Uh, was that when you were starting photography or is that as you moved? Well, yeah, I was later? very, very young back then. Uh, and he, um, he had a, he, Patrick Demarchier used to shoot the covers of Cosmopolitan. And my mom uh, was a, a reader of Cosmopolitan. So I was you know, looking through every time I saw the covers, I said, this is great. I want to shoot this. Great. I, want to shoot. I really, really wanted to shoot fashion when I was younger. Um, and he put out a book. A great book, and I picked up his book, and his book was so super influential to me because it changed my approach for photography from being a journalistic approach and street photography to photography being an art form um, mm-hmm. because that's how I saw his work. Um, and that's when I changed over from doing basically that kind of journalistic street photography work into doing more art. Yeah, I can definitely imagine that uh, if you're interested in doing fashion, the cover Cosmopolitan is probably a pretty yeah. good place to start. <laughs> I mean, I started off with Scabulo when I was really, really young, and then they moved over to Demarche, and Demarche just blew my mind. So, you know, he was a, a, a you know just brilliant photographer. So that's how I got basically into shooting portraiture, shooting um, nudes um, from from doing that kind. Of, well, that's what sparked my interest in it, really. Right. So it sounds like this is definitely something you want to do for a really long time since you said you were about 14 or so. Well, 14, I had no interest in it, though. I mean, you know, yeah. I, just, you know I was just a, a kid. What did I know? But as I, you know, as I got older, you know, and to be honest with you, as I got older, I wasn't really interested in shooting nudes. I didn't think about shooting nudes because it just seemed so distant and far away from my as as a young you know photographer, it seems so far away from my scope of photography. You know, just something that was yeah. uh, not not really approachable by a guy like me. Then. And, and 
Yeah. And speaking as somebody who's just recently started shooting nudes, it seems very um, unapproachable and like there's a giant wall to doing it. And it's really not like so many of the models are super approachable. and <sighs> So true. Yeah. So true. But remember now, I'm talking about being back in the 70s, 80s, yeah. early 90s, where you didn't have the, <laughs> the you know, influx of, of women who would pose nudes like that. I mean, it was very hard to find somebody back then, yeah. um, even being in New York. Um, but now, you know, everybody, <laughs> it's easy to find a model. That's it. And we're going to talk a little more about that in a few minutes. Uh so is this for you? Is this a full-time job for you or is it supplemental or is it a hobby? Um, you know what? It's, it's just an extension, a way of me just expressing the art. Um, that's, that's really the way that I, I approach photography now. I mean, you know, I've made money at it. Uh, I don't think I ever really made a living at it, but I've made money at it. Um, but you know, the, the money just, it, 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 brings you out and, and I'm, I just, in my soul I'm an artist so I prefer to just think of it as an art form and a, and a way of expressing myself artistically all right well let's jump over real quick and get the uh the equipment and gear talk out of the way because everybody talks about gear all the time every photographic forum is filled with discussions about this lens versus that lens so I feel like I have to touch on it when I interview a photographer so let's just get it over with all yeah. right what type of camera system do you use when you're shooting? Do you use, are you using full frame? Do you use film? You mentioned before you had an SLR back in the seventies. Are you still using film or using micro four thirds? What are you using to shoot with? I, I still love film. I, you know, I have a really, I had a really, really great friend and, and you know, anybody who's listening to your podcast probably will know George Pitts, who's a great friend of mine. And, you know, he was a film guy and uh, I still love film, but I don't shoot film. I, I'm purely digital. And I shoot a digital SLR or DSLR. Uh, I, I had a, a, a great, you know, um, prop frame camera that I loved. I did the best work of my life on that. Um, but now I'm shooting a full frame um, DSLR. Uh, I love it because it allowed me to get the, the one great piece of equipment that I have. And that is my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful 85 millimeter 1.4 lens that just is the most erotic piece of equipment that I own. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to just look at a, take a photograph and look at it and just go, Oh my God, you this know. is the lens to do that with. And, if, and, and, and I will tell you, uh, and your, and your listeners, the, the piece of advice that I got early on and I didn't follow it until later in life, and if you're going to get one piece of advice that you should absolutely, absolutely follow, invest in glass. Get the best lens you can afford. Get the best lens you can get. Cameras come and go. Great glass is timeless. That's my best advice to you. Forget about that your camera. Sense. Get a great lens. I, I have, unfortunately, the opposite problem where I buy a whole bunch of cheap lenses because I'm like, oh, I would love to just try out this. And then I almost always regret it. Yeah, you know, and, and listen, I I shot with my share of cheap lenses, um, but boy, when I got that Nikon 1.4 85mm lens, and I just saw the end result of that, I just understood what everybody was talking about, and I'm 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 hooked. And that that lens like makes sense too. You're working, uh, you seem to work mostly, like you said, portraits and a lot of three quarter length. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I love portraiture. That's, 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 yeah. my, uh, that's my thing. I love portraiture. Gotcha. What type of lighting do you typically use? It looks like a lot of your portraits uh, use natural light, but there's some where they're, I can't tell the light just looking at it. Do you prefer flash? Do you prefer LED or continuous lighting? Do you use a lot of natural lighting? Oh, I, you know, I started, when I first started off shooting nudes, I have I did the, the dumb, went berserk and just put everything that, you know, you would think that you would need to shoot art nudes in a studio and I bought all the lights and all of that stuff. And to be honest with you, I never used any of them. I do shoot with, with, um, studio lights, but when I do shoot with studio lights, typically I'm in a, a rental studio and the lights are provided there. Um, I love natural lighting. Uh, my friend Chip Willis taught me the secret to how to see light the right way. Um, uh, so, you know, now I see light so much better as a result of, you know, Mm -hmm. I went a little lesson from him. Um, so, I, yeah, I yeah, love natural light. 
I'm sorry. I was gonna say it's hard to beat a big window. <laughs> it's real Ooh, hard to beat a big window. Hard to beat a big yes, but it can't be challenging though. I have a similar situation. I have a bunch of speed lights downstairs in the basement that don't see nearly as much use as they should. Ooh, given <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's move on from the gear. We touched on the gear. Hopefully, all the gearheads are happy about that. They're probably not. They probably want us to, you know nitpick yeah, some exactly. corner yeah exactly right <laughs> yeah we can move on so looking over your work mm-hmm. it looks like you've definitely got a consistent aesthetic going on there uh what specifically are you trying to portray you know it, it's it, I'm, I'm kind of glad you asked that question um because first of all i never really thought that that was true but if if i had to if i had to think about it and give it an answer for that. I, there is something about just um, almost female perfection. Um, I think, I'm not really certain to be honest with you because I, I just, I like nice curves, um, nice lighting. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, maybe I don't think I have a, a um, aesthetic. I, just, I mean, you've got a sh- yeah, you've got a mix of black and white and color, and you've got a mix of mostly high key and some low key, but they're all framed pretty consistently. The framing's very tight. Uh, it's a lot of focus. Looking, I on think like, at, um, mm-hmm. at, at Instagram and everything that I, I put in my Instagram, um, you know, it, it's for the square format, so it has to be, mm, you yeah. know, done that way. But if you look through, for example, my my Flickr account um, or my DeviantArt account. You will see different um, different looks there that are interesting. Yeah. All right. So this is a case of the medium. The medium is forcing format for for Instagram. It just it really like opened my eyes up to like something that you know so regimented that you have Mm -hmm. to be you know square. I love that. So yeah, that's very interesting. That I I didn't even think about uh, the format really defining how you present it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. When you're developing ideas, uh, mm-hmm. are you typically looking to create a storyline, or are you looking for more of a specific image you see in your head? Uh, how are you? How are you developing your ideas? Um, a lot of times, what will happen is uh, you'll you'll find the model that you want to work with, and, I, and I'll use the, the the model from England, who was my my inspiration. Um, so I'll look through her portfolio and I'll see something in there that, you know, maybe I liked that I'm thinking, you know, I'd like to try something like that with her, or I'll see somebody else's work and say, you know what, I'll try, I want to try and see if I can get something like that. Um, for me, mostly it is about getting, um, um, colors, um, mood, um, you know, sentiment more than more than the, the the imagery itself the the pose or whatever um it's mainly for me about just getting light just right getting mood setting a tone mm-hmm. so so less about a storyline less about a specific image more about emotion and mood yeah yeah i i think you know i like to um you know there's a there's a uh I, I love this photograph. I'm really hesitant to put it on my um, Instagram because Instagram safe, but it's really like um, it's, it's got this eroticism, um, and the 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 story that I'm telling with the with the image, it's really kind of you know raunchy, <laughs> um, yeah. and so I'm, I'm I'm hesitant to put it there because I know that Instagram loves to like shadow ban me. Um, and and I'm, I, I, but it's such a great photograph. And I'm thinking maybe I'll put yeah. it like somewhere else. To... But that's what it is. I'm just trying to, you know, evoke an emotion, trying to, you know, um, get some you know, reaction from people. Yeah. On that subject, thinking about you talking about an explicit and raunchy photo, one of the ones that I noticed on your Instagram, the one with the, uh, uh, I think it's it's hard to tell. She's behind maybe a door. And there's like two pillars and you can see her open mouth and like, she's got a finger in her mouth uh, from July 30th, 2020. 
with April Hutchinson. April Hutchinson. Yeah, see that one. <laughs> that one is definitely more trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that kind of goes, but that 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 one really works, like you're saying, with like it's really developing a mood, but it's not explicit at all. Uh, but you 100% are thinking explicitly. <laughs> well, there's a, I'll tell you a story. There's a photograph of April um, that I think, it, put it up on DeviantArt. This guy, I was so mad with DeviantArt because they censored me. And I hate being censored. Mm. Um, and there's a photograph of her where she is clearly touching herself. But you don't see anything because of the way that the photograph is is covered yeah. up and cropped. Um, but they suggested at DeviantArt that this was not just um, a, a nude photo, but it was pornographic. That was the term they used, pornographic. Hmm. And I lost my mind when they told me my photo was pornographic. I'm like, I don't shoot porn. I don't shoot porn. I was so mad. Um, April has gotten me into more trouble, but April has also provided me with some of the best because April is, well, April is April. I want to say I love April. She's hmm. she's actually one of my dear dear friends, and uh, we're we're out, outside of the photography world. We're just great friends, you know. She comes from, she comes and hangs out with me. I go to see her in Canada. We're great friends. Um, but yeah, there's there's that thing with April. So yeah. So since you mentioned DeviantArt and censorship, I'm gonna go off on a tangent here. I know that. Speaking with uh, like Melancholic and Model Sarah and a couple others, uh, there's some real concerns about Instagram and its community policy when it comes to nude work. Uh, do you have any recommendations on where is best to post your images, where is best to share your images, where you run into the least amount of censorship? Yeah. If you don't want to deal with, you know, Tumblr used to be really, really great with that. And of course, we all know what happened with Tumblr. Um, yeah. They're failing as a company now. <laughs> they should be failing as a company now. It's crazy what they did, but but um, you know, Deviant Art is is very very open to nude work. Then you're not going to get to do ex- explicit, erotic, pornographic stuff. If you want to do that kind of work, put it on FetLife or something like that. But if you're doing art. Um, Deviant art is it's it's fine for that. Flickr is very very good for and very open. I mean, honestly, right now if you're on Flickr, you can literally post porn on Flickr now. Um, um, I like Viewbug now. That's like the, my kind of go to place. You know, you find the uh, you know the stuff that's going on Instagram that is censored. The uncensored versions are going on my Viewbug uh, um, account. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I have concerns with, and this is why you know I, I have a concern with Flickr and I have a concern with um, Deviant Art, is I just don't like how they protect artists' work. That is to say that people are just coming along and just stealing all your work off of, off of Deviant Art and and Flickr, which is why I don't post there any any longer. If it's on there now, great, it's on there. You stole it already. I'm I'm just not giving you anything else new to steal. Mm-hmm. I'm an artist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's been a concern I've heard a couple times so far. All right. Uh, how do you choose who to work with in terms of models? Do you have specific characteristics you look for? Or do you look at the work that they've done? Are you looking at, um, I don't know, how do you choose who to work with? Um, as a person who's done uh, quite a bit of work and who pays models, uh, you know, if you're a photographer who's willing to pay models, they'll come find you. Um, how I choose which ones I'd like to work with is based on a variety of, of um, things. Um, I, you know, I want to see how open you are. Uh, you know, I do have a certain look that I like, but I will stray away from it. Um, you know, if you look at my work, you'll you'll see, uh, you know, the what I like to refer to as like the standard brunette. Or you know the, the tall, thin, you know, small-breasted um, brunette. That's a that's a look that I love, and mm-hmm. they're in abundance out there. Um, but I also like you know you know just um, daring, um, unconventional women. I love unconventional women. Um, 
um, you know, the, 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 the model who probably isn't going to get a lot of work because of, you know, for whatever reason, um, you know, I, I love trying to work with them and, you know, getting something from them. Um, you know, I always look to, whenever I'm shooting with a model, I always look to their portfolio. I want to see what they're doing. I want to see what they like, what, what, you know, what they think is good for them. Uh, I love to look through other photographers who shot with the model and see what they shot with them. Gives me a great idea of, you know, where we can go. Um, because, you know, before you get to pulling out your camera, you want to know what kind of boundaries you have. Um, that's always a good thing to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about boundaries a little bit later, but. Uh, oh, boundaries. Actually, you know what? What the heck? Let's talk about boundaries now. Why put Let's it off? Let's talk about boundaries now. <laughs> so photographers behaving badly has come up in the news quite a bit recently. Um, and I know in some of my discussions with models in previous episodes, there have definitely been some bad experiences some models have had. So if you're, let's say we're talking to a new photographer what advice would you give to a new photographer or, or a photographer who may not be new at photography, but is new to shooting models? What's the best way to set boundaries and stick to those boundaries to make sure that at the very least, no, uh, no mix-ups occur, no mistakes occur that could be interpreted badly. I, I think the very, very, very first thing that you should do as a new photographer, or if you're just a, a seasoned photographer, but you're shooting with a, a model that you've never shot with before, because you just have a talk. Every time I shoot with a model that I've never shot with before, and even models that I have shot with, you know, previously, every time, you know, we get to the location or the studio or whatever, you know, before we start taking pictures, let's we just have a little talk. And I talk to you, maybe, you know, find out about your family or whatever. But I always will ask you, you know, one question I always ask, and, and, and you know, any model who's worked with me will probably tell you this. You know, or do you have any limitations? You know, is there anything that you don't like? Um, and the primary reason that I ask that question is I shot with a model once who had an issue with you walking behind her. So if you were photographing her and you decided you wanted to shoot her from behind, she got very, very apprehensive about you walking behind her. I don't know what caused it. She probably had some issue in her career. She had no problem turning around and 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 presenting her back to you, but she didn't want you to walk behind her. Mm. I get that. So now I understand. You don't want me to walk behind you. No problem. I get that. That that kind of thing you need to get clarified right off the bat. Right. Second thing is, listen, guys, honestly, they don't need you to put the oil on them or adjust their bra strap or <laughs> Brush their hair out. They don't yeah. need you to do that. You can do. They can do that themselves. And yeah. if you see it, and and if you're working with really really great quality models, they know it. They know that their hair is out of place. They know that their bra strap is twisted. Um, they know that stuff. They don't need you to do that. Mm -hmm. There's no reason. I mean, you know, listen. Occasionally, something is happening, and you know, if a, if a model is in a kind of a precarious pose or something, and I, I notice something, you know, it's fine to go over to the model and say, "Do you mind?" You know, right. and if they tell you, "No, no, no, I got it," then you, they got it. And if they say, yeah, "Oh, yeah, sure, thanks a lot, I appreciate that," then you know, fine, fix the brush back for them. Don't feel them up. Don't do that. Yeah. That's wrong. You know, um, you have to be respectful. Of, listen, you're not hiring strippers. You're not hiring hookers. You're not hiring porn stars. I mean, some of them are strippers, some of them are hookers, some of them are porn stars. But that's not what you're hiring them for. Right. Keep that in mind. And if that's what you're interested in, that's the discussion you should have ahead of time and make sure you're paying them appropriately. Well, yes. I need you to strip. Get on the pole. <laughs> All right. Uh, you mentioned driving over to sh uh, locations. And I actually did have some questions on your location shoots. I was noticing as I looked through your portfolio, uh, you have a pretty effective use of backgrounds, um, interesting walls, interesting windows, but it does not look like they're all in the same place. When you get to the editing process of this discussion, you will learn <laughs> that not everything oh. that you see in my portfolio is what happened there. Oh, that's a, all right. So that's actually a more interesting question. 
how important is location then? Or is it just possible to change all that in post? You know, location, I, I, I love locations. If you look and you'll see some of the work that I did with April, I said April in the Waldorf Astoria. You can't recreate that in post. Um, mm-hmm. The only things that you really are able to do is just change a wall. Um, you know, I have a photo that, you know, I haven't put up yet, but uh, the, the, the model is looking through uh, a window. And I was like, that window is really bland. So I just put something in the window in post. You know, that kind of stuff you can do. Um, but, you know, I love ambiance in a room. I love ambiance out in the field. You know, I, I you know, um, I shot, uh, um, Ruby Slipper in Shetland Studios with a great big grand piano. It's beautiful. You know, I, I can't fake a grand piano. So some of it you need, some of it you don't. Hmm. I've never actually shot in a rented studio. I actually, I recently discovered there's one near me and I've been thinking about trying to rent out the space. What's that, what's that like for someone that's never been to a rented studio? It, you know, it, um, it, a lot of it depends on the studio owners. Uh, if you get a really, really good studio owner, it's a great experience. You know, uh, the first time I ever shot solo nudes, uh, I, I rented a studio and it was a disaster. The guy had like, you know, just bad lights. You know, the the triggers didn't work. The model, who is absolutely everybody who knows me knows that I love Kelsey Dillon. Uh, Kelsey was just so sweet and so brilliant and so helpful and understanding. Um, but it was a disaster. Came out with some nice photos because Kelsey is an absolute professional. But other places, you know what? They're, they're great. I shot Carly. Uh, Carly O'Neill, uh, Carly O'Neill in a place in Long Island City. The place is beautiful, great looking. The guy just like, here you go. And just went off in the corner and just left us alone to do whatever we wanted. He had lights in the studio. He had green windows. So it depends on where you are. A lot of places, you know, um, uh, you know, if you let them know, you know, like, um, like I use like rehearsal places, for example. You know, you let them know, I'm coming in for a photo shoot. They're like, all right, we'll get your place with a window. You know, they know that kind of stuff. So it, it, it depends a lot on where you're shooting and, and who who's the owner of the studio. But definitely go try it out. Yeah. Try rehearsal it out. places? Yeah, rehearsal places. You know, here in New York City, we have places because everybody, you know, is in theater or wants to mm-hmm. be. And so you have places <laughs> yeah. where people will, will rehearse plays or rehearse um, um, mm-hmm. concerts, you know, musical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have rehearsal spaces and you know they're just like small rooms or sometimes not so small um you know where you could stage a play and if you can stage a play you can stage a photo shoot right oh that's an interesting thought yeah i haven't hmm. all right i'll have to take a look for places like that around here that's interesting I moved a couple years ago, and uh, after I moved, I, the previous place I lived had a giant basement with a ten foot ceiling that I could use for a studio. But now that I'm in a townhouse, I don't have yeah. any space at all. Yeah, 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 and you know that's that's as a New Yorker that that was a challenge. I know when I first started <laughs> yeah. out, finding places to shoot was such a nightmare. I remember once I had a, a place that I had, that I was supposed to be um, shooting in, and. Uh, the uh, the place just like you know became suddenly unavailable, and I was stuck without a place. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I called one of my model mm-hmm. friends, and um, I um, um, I asked her, and she's like, Oh, here, try this place. Try this place. Just give me like fifteen places to try. And ever since then, I've like had an abundance of places to go for um, for photo shoots. So one of the next questions was, how do you find your best locations? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like ask asking the, model. the models is a pretty good Yes, one. ask the model. Models, if you're brand new and you're dealing with experienced models, they know places. And and one of the things that I have found lately is models, and this is one of the things that they're doing now, is that they'll get a place, they'll come into, you know, traveling models. They'll come into your town, they'll get an Airbnb that's really, really nice, and they know they know they find the places with all the best light and all the best looks and everything. And they just pick that place and they get in touch with all of their regular photographers. And they're like, Yeah, I got a place. Come on and shoot. The the advantage to that is you got a place to shoot. 
The mm-hmm. disadvantage of that is your place is going to look like everybody. Your shot's going to look like everybody else's shot. So you got to try and make that yeah. unique, which is why, you know, when you get to a, a location, you know, take a look around. That's the one thing that I always do is I walk in a room and I just take a look around. Look, that looks good. That looks good. I think I could shoot that over there. You know, do that. That's a, that keeps you different than everybody else. And, uh, I've actually been looking at Airbnbs as a potential answer to that question. Although I did read online that a lot of them have no commercial shoot policies. So it's probably fine if you're not selling your work, but if you're just doing it, you know, for the love of the art, then it's probably okay. I shot in a place and I'm not going to say where it is because I'm still afraid that they're going to come after me, (laughs) but they have a very, very, very specific policy against shooting in their location. And the thing is that if you shoot there, Everybody in the world knows that you shot there because it's such a unique, it's such a unique place that mm. everybody in the world knows that you shot there. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm still so afraid. Whenever you look, you know, I don't, I'll never mention where I shot that photo because I'm still so afraid that they're gonna come after me. Because yeah. I think they have like a fine of like you know four thousand dollars or something if you like shot in their location you know, so wow. and photographers you know they just sneak in and out of there i mean everybody everybody under the sun is shot there i shot model sarah <laughs> in, in that location just just for the record i'm not saying where it is hey yeah uh, there's a there's a garden nearby that i was wandering through and i was like oh man this place is so beautiful and I inquired after their, you know, photography policy. And yeah, it's, it's several hundred dollars to do any kind of shoot with two people. They're like, you can go out and shoot flowers all you want. That's free. Go for it. But as soon as you add another person. Global Gardens? Uh, I think they're called Airly Gardens in Northern Virginia. Oh, okay. All right. Because yeah, I know Longwood Gardens really in, uh, in Maryland is uh, the same thing. You know, yeah, you shoot the flowers all you want. But, yeah. you know, shoot your girlfriend. Uh, yeah. you know, don't do the model. Yeah, and I understand that. Like, they need to make money too. They they have a they have a resource, and they they need to pay I for the that, land right. and all I get that. that. Yeah, right. I get I, that. I, just and as it, somebody who's yeah, yeah. Since I'm not selling the photos, like I'm not making any money off this. Well, you know what? But I mean, listen. If you're if you're renting a studio or you're renting an Airbnb, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's the same thing. Have you heard of Peer Space? I think somebody mentioned it a couple ones ago. And, and, and just to clarify, I'm not opposed to people making a living. Uh, I, I we, we talked about this before the show. I know about model. I'm just in the case of in the case of like a garden or a facility like that. If I don't shoot there, like I'm never going to pay for that, no matter what, because I'm not making enough money off of photography to pay for that. Right, right, and and right. so, so my my paying their fee or not doesn't impact their bottom line because I'm never going to be able to afford it. <laughs> But um, I've used, Mm -hmm. you know, I've shot. um, Mm -hmm. And again, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, you as you get more experience and you shoot more and you talk to models and other photographers, because we all share, you know, our our stories. uh, They'll they'll tell you, yeah, you know, try to switch over here, try to switch over. We got a photographer here in New York. Um, um, He loves to shoot at like hot sheet motels. And and I was like, where is this guy shooting? Where is this guy shooting? And finally, I just sent him a message. like, dude, where'd you shoot that? He's like, oh, it's over here in the Bronx. He gave me the address and everything. So, you know, yeah, you, you just if you're around people, yeah, you'll learn. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they'll teach you all the places to go to shoot, and, you know, and, and last many places to shoot and all of that kind of stuff. I need to do more of that. I need to do more interacting with photographers. That's one of the things that I found starting this is I spend so much time with models and I don't really interact like it was easy to find models to join the podcast but i don't really interact with other photographers so but go right ahead on that subject uh i think i was talking with melancholic and she mentioned doing group shoots uh is that something that you would recommend for a new photographer as kind of a way to break the ice and get them into absolutely absolutely 100 that's how i got started uh, with shooting nudes, and the one thing that doing a group sh- a group shoot is going to do for you is the model is going to feel comfortable shooting with you because there's a there's a whole bunch of other people there. Um, there's there's you know somebody watching to make sure that you know you're 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 not attacking the model, um, and it also gets you introduced to them. And if they see 
again, you know, one of the things that I, I'm really, really proud of is my reputation. Um, you know, uh, and if you have a good reputation, models, they love to recommend you to other models. I mean, I, I shot Candace Nirvana. She was one of the one of the first people that I shot with. And she put me on the map because as soon as I shot with her, she's like, oh, shoot with this guy Craig. Oh, shoot with this guy Craig. And everybody wanted to, was, you know, looking to shoot with me after that. Uh, people that, you know, you would never think that you would get to want to shoot with you if you didn't have that kind of a connection. So, yeah, do a group shoot. Get models to know you. That's how I got to know Kelsey Dillon. I did a group shoot with her, and I sent her some photos. And, you know, some months later, she sent me a message. Hey, I'm going to be in New York. You know, you want to shoot? I was like, okay. You know, so definitely. I would definitely recommend shooting group group shoots. Seems Only like problem with shooting group shoots, you know, is that you have to keep in mind that unless you are going to be um, different, your photos are going to look like everybody else's. So you got to remember to just go out and try something new, try something different. You know, that, that, that actually brings up kind of a good point. I know that a common complaint I've seen and a complaint that I've had myself is that it's hard to come up with a truly original idea. There's enough people shooting and they're taking enough pictures that you want to do something original. You want to do something groundbreaking, but maybe sometimes you just need to shut up and go join that group shoot and build up that experience doing the same thing everybody else is doing for a while. Sure. Of course. Why not? Um, listen, you're not going to, you're not going to be Da Vinci every single time. Um, you know, you're, you're going to get some mundane stuff. Um, you're going to get some, some parochial work done. Um, but, you will also find that you can also get really, I got some really brilliant photos in group shoots, but you know, it, it depends a lot on what you put into it. Um, you know, I, I, one of the things that always drove me crazy was I see photographers working, you know, who's, who work with models and I'm like, wow, that's great how he did that. And I shoot with the model and I don't get the same kind of work from her. Um, and I realized that models give different photographers different work. So you you get a guy like like George Pitts. Models have a different aesthetic for George Pitts because of how he shoots than they would for a guy like me. Um, so you have to you have to do your homework and 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 figure out how to get what you need out of your model. Um, that's the that's the key, and when you can take them over the edge, you know you don't have to hurt them, but take them over the edge. Then they start, you know, giving you those same kinds of um, aesthetics that they're giving to the people that you whose work you're admiring. So what does what exactly does that entail when you when you're trying to get more out of them? Is it, is it specific directions? Are you trying to encourage more there? attitude and their mood are you giving them more specific like move your finger here that's that's a little reductive yeah no no (laughs) yeah no it's um you know i I, i'm not going to say the model because i don't think she would want me to tell who she was and i never published the photographs but there there was a model who who asserted the fact that she was uh, really an emotional model and i said to her can you cry and she's like you know, I don't know. It's really kind of difficult for me, but you know, take something out of me. I was like, all right, if you don't want to do it, that's okay. And so I'm photographing her, and all of a sudden, she just puts her finger up, like you know, stop. And I'm looking at her, and it's just she completely broke down, and tear ran down her eyes. I'm photographing this, and I'm blown away by this. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. Just you know, that's an idea. You know, can you cry? Can you show me some anger? You know, can you can you kick this ball over there? I shot um, I remember I shot um, Stevie Macaroni, and I didn't know her less than an hour. And I'm like, Stevie, you trust me? She goes, yeah, absolutely. Like, okay. I I saw this road with these parallel lines in it, and I said, just lay down in the middle of the road. Just, and I when I say trust me, I, I just meant trust me that I'm not gonna get you run over. And there she is, laying down in the middle of the street, and and I photographed her, and she, you know, we moved her a little to the side, a little to the side this way. But those kinds of things, you know, those are the things that you 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 kind of have to bring out of your model. But 
you got to get them to to go for it, you know? So, but also look at other people's work. You know, I mean, I didn't think to to make somebody cry without seeing somebody else cry, you know? Mm -hmm. I put Sarah in a sink. (laughs) Did you see what she just posted? Did you see what she just posted on Instagram? The picture of her in the mountains of Scotland? She looks so cold. She has. That's, I love Sarah so much. Uh-huh. She's got this great photo of her standing out in in the middle of like a the frozen tundra, nude. Uh-huh. And I said to her, "I was like, how do you how do you do that?" And she told me, "I'll teach you how to do that." So I still haven't. I still haven't had a chance to shoot with her out in the frozen tundra, nude. <laughs> I'm hoping one day I do, because there's like some kind of trick to doing that. And she said she would teach me. Um, but that's Sarah though. Sarah is so committed. You know, yeah, she's yeah, she's she she's had the sink for me. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like one of my fa- I love that photo. It's one of my favorite photos of her. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we've we've talked a little. We've talked a little bit about location. We've talked a little bit about finding a model. We've talked about how we work with a model. What do you do? Let's say it's the day of the shoot. What are you doing before the shoot? How are you preparing? I. I was at a at a group shoot and a guy came in and he had all of his stuff. Everything was great except he didn't have a card, uh, a SD card. Oh for his man! Oh yeah. ouch! Yeah, and you know somebody is like, "Hey, just, you know, take this and you know give it back to me later when you're done, when you're done or whatever." But that was a lesson for me. When you go to do a photo shoot, make sure your camera is charged, the battery is charged. You make sure you got your your SD cards. You make sure you got all your, your gear. I went to go shoot. The first time I ever shot Candice Nirvana, one of my favorite shoots, by the way, is the first time I shot with her. I, I didn't have something for my trigger. Oh, I didn't have a cable for my trigger, for my flash. And it was like, you know, half an hour until the shoot was going to start. And I ran into B&H to go get this cable because I had to have the cable. I really didn't need to in, the, in hindsight. But at the time, I'm thinking, I got to have this cable. Those are the things you got to do. You got to make sure you got everything. Um, um, make sure you get there on time. You know, you, you contact your model. You let her know that you're on your way. That's what you do. Yeah, that's some, that's some good advice. I uh yeah, charge your charge your stuff the night before. Make sure it's all charged. Make it maybe have a little checklist of everything you absolutely mm-hmm. need. Make sure you got everything that you need. Yeah. Make sure you got it. Yeah. All right. What about after the shoot is done? Do you have a specific workflow you follow um, for you know putting everything away? Maybe editing. You know, after the shoot, you know, when it's done, eh, you know, sometimes you, you hang around with the model for a little bit, you know, you might want to have a little chat, you know. But one of the things that I will tell you is that when, whenever I'm shooting, there are times when you're taking a shot and you're like, oh, that's it, you know. Or there's like a series of shots like this is going to be it. This is what I really, really am looking for. And so when I come home from the shoot and I upload all of the the – um, photos into the camera, uh, into the computer, I, I look for those. Those are the ones that I want to go and attack first. Um, and those are the ones that I usually start editing right away and get giddy about. Um, and, you know, you know, other stuff to the side. You know, I think that's one of the things that kind of drives models crazy with me is I, I have my stuff that I do, like, right off the bat, you know, right away. And, and then it could be a year later. It could be a couple of years later. Going back and I'm looking over stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I like that. Let's see what I can do with that. You know. And so you know, you you'll see a photo that I took, you know, 12 years ago that suddenly went, might pop up on my uh, on my on my Instagram or something. That makes sense. I know I have a hard time cutting down to just you know one or two out of each shoot. And there's a bunch that kind of just get left on that I'm like, I feel like these should be better. I feel like I could do better with these. So for me, I I shoot a lot. And then I, think, I don't know if I'm unique in this because I never really talked to other people about this, but I shoot a lot with post in mind. Um, so 
that's one of the reasons why, and if you look at my photos, you'll see that I take in a lot of information because I'm, I might be cropping or mm-hmm. I might be, um, you know, moving this over to here and I need to make a, a nice clean copy of it to move it over to here. So I shoot with a lot of information. Um, and it's great because, you know, as with a, a full frame camera, uh, with a, a, a F ton of, of megapixels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do that, you know. You, you got a lot of um, leeway there. But I do shoot with nowadays. I mean, I didn't originally, but nowadays I shoot with with editing in mind. Um, and I don't know necessarily what I'm going to edit or how I'm going to edit it, but I just know that I'm going to gather as much as as I can, um, and then I'll, I'll I'll be able to edit. At some point, I mean, I know you know um, there are guys that I, I, I some great friends. You know, George Pitts is you know he's just like a dyed in the wool, just poof, that's it, that's exactly what you got, nothing else to it. I mm-hmm. was I was astonished to learn that he actually edited. I was like, edit? Do that? <laughs> yeah. All right, we are getting close to the end of this and I've got a couple more questions for you that I think I've been asking pretty much everybody. What is your favorite shot in your portfolio and why is it your favorite? And by portfolio, that's pretty broad. I know with all the social media that everybody is doing. Yeah. Yeah. What's the favorite thing you've published? Um, I have a photo and it's not a nude, um, but it goes back to when I was doing a lot of uh, street photography. And I did a, a shot of a of a Chinese um, drum band um, in the New York Botanical Garden. And I had this beautiful, beautiful shot of this girl, young girl, um, at rest on her drum. So she's not beating the drum, she's taking a pause. And I got a shot of that. That is, that's my favorite. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, that's definitely my favorite photo that I, I think I've ever shot. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, what was your second question? Uh, why? Why is my favorite? Yeah. Oh, I love the colors in this. And the, there's a thing about this photograph that I, mean, I, I love this detail of it. The drum head is white. And so it reflected a lot of light back onto this girl. Um, and it gave it this beautiful, it gave it her this beautiful glow. I don't think it's on my Instagram. It's definitely in my Flickr account. And in my deviant art. And as a matter of fact, you know what? I think I'll put it up on my Instagram for anybody who wants to see it. I love this photograph, though. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's my absolute yeah. favorite photograph. It's beautiful. It's so colorful. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, I love the photograph. I think my new favorite thing in the world is listening to people talk about their favorite photograph. <laughs> Ooh. People get so excited about it. Yeah. And I, and, and you know, it's, I've taken a lot of photographs, and I couldn't pick a favorite nude um, or a favorite. Well, I guess this would be a portrait that I, I did of this girl, but I couldn't pick a favorite nude. But this is absolutely my all-time favorite photograph that I've taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, All right. Uh, one more question, then, and we'll close this down. For a new photographer who is wanting to work with models, what do you think is the number one most important thing they should know? for the first time they work with a model. And I get there's a bunch of important stuff they should know, but we're going to make you pick just one. The number one most important thing, I will tell you, um, models are human beings. And I know that that sounds revolutionary. Um, I, as My early experiences with nude models was that it just seemed like uh, second nature. You know, they just came in, they took the clothes off and you just took their photograph. Um, and, and that came from how I started out doing this job. But I shot with a model once. The second time I had shot with her. And as she was disrobing, taking off her clothes, she let out this little giggle. Um, and it was like an embarrassed little giggle. You know, like like the kind of giggle that you would have if, you know, you were with a girl the first time and she's taking her clothes off, that kind of thing. And it adds this tremendous amount of humanity to her where I didn't see her as just, 
and don't get me wrong, I don't think of nude models as anything less than humans. But I, I you know, you just you you regard them as as nude models that you're working with. But this person, and she's got sentiments and feelings and, and embarrassments and you know those kinds of things that make a, a woman a woman or a, or a person a person. Models are people. Treat them as such. That was excellent advice. All right. We are out of time. Where Ooh. can everyone find you online? I know. You know what? One of the things that I am most proud of. Oh, can I just say one thing before? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, never mind. Get that. Um, one of the things I am most proud of is, is my branding. And it just came accidentally. Um, but it just started off with Craig Mac 1000. And right now, if you just Google Craig Mac 1000, it will take you to every place that you can look, think of to find my work. Um, and if you go to Flickr, search Craig Mac 1000, go to DeviantArt, Craig Mac 1000, Twitter, Craig Mac 1000, any place you go that does photography that I'm on, it's Craig Mac 1000. Look for me there. Um, um, the new stuff, um, that's, you know, because if, if you're looking at my Twitter, I'm sorry, my, my Instagram, of course, it's censored. Um, my Tumblr is censored. If you're looking for the uncensored stuff, it, you can find it right now. Mostly I'm putting it up on a uh, view bug. All right. That's excellent. I definitely, uh, I'm definitely going to go check out view bug. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> it's like a, a dinky little site that, you know, it, I, I don't even know how I came across it, but you know, I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> i'll check it out i'll check it out all right and with that we are done if anyone has a favorite model or photographer they'd like us to interview please please send me an email uh i am currently this interview will be released in february i'm currently looking to schedule out till march and april i'm shooting for two episodes a month so always need more people to interview check us out at the nsfwphotographypodcast.com on Twitter as at NSFW Photography and Instagram as at the NSFW Photography Podcast and subscribe at your favorite podcast dispenser. Keep shooting safely out there. 